Welcome, everybody, to Grace Unfolding. This is episode 12. I'm Jonathan Buckley. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Pastor Troy Albee. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us today. I know we took a break over the summer, and uh, we're looking forward this fall to covering some new topics and uh, also talking to some new folks. Jonathan, why don't you tell, don't you tell folks what's up? Coming. Yeah, so um, we're gonna we're coming up on a, a guest uh, probably next episode, possibly the one after. But we have um, we have Derek from our church who today actually uh, Wednesday the, the October fourth is celebrating one year of sobriety. So if one of y'all Praise see him God. at church. Um, uh, congratulate Reach him out. on that. Congratulate him. We are praising God. Answered prayer and just the victory there. And so we'll hear more of that story uh, coming up uh, in an interview with Derek. Uh, he's done that for other folks, and he's sharing his testimony tonight somewhere. And uh, we're just praising God. But today, what are we covering, John? Yeah, so we're going to talk about emotions today and um, whether or not to kind of trust them. How do you what? feel about that, John? I'm very emotional about you're this whole, you're about you're this feel, whole you're episode. Feeling emotional about this episode. Very, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We were talking. I mean, you know, it's obviously a pretty broad uh, topic, and you can get into a lot of things. You know, what even is emotions? What 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 are feelings? And and so, but ultimately, me and Troy were talking before this episode about a quote that we heard, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this, Troy. Um, the quote is uh, is actually a from a book. Or in regarding a book that we were gonna probably end up recommending, mm-hmm. uh, "Untangling Emotions" is the name of the book. It's actually by somebody I used to go to church with up in New Hampshire, Alistair Groves, and uh, co-author is Winston Smith. And it's a good book for anybody that wants to, you know, biblically think through emotions and and think through, you know, some of our our thoughts and our emotions and how they relate to our walk with God. But the quote that me that we were in regards to this book is a blind man was crossing a bridge two guides offered to lead him one named faith and one named feelings faith led the man to safe ground feelings was a as blind as him and led him off the edge what are your initial thoughts on that quote troy do you endorse uh, it yeah that that's i think that there's definitely um there's a warning there. There's uh, there's maybe even some wisdom there, but I, I also think it's it's oversimplified. Um, it's oversimplified because you're you're saying it in a in an almost very uh, binary black and white kind of way. It's either faith or it's feelings. But you could be operating in faithfulness and be prompted or guided uh, by certain feelings too. I mean, there 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 are feelings that uh, we we you could argue should be suppressed, and then others they should be. Uh, at times, uh, explored. I, I just wouldn't say trusted wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. In fact, one time, and I'm sure this is not original to me, but I've said it, uh, you know, feelings are an inevitable part of the Christian life, of any person's life. Any human being uh, experiences emotions and feelings, and I think that they can be, uh, at times, even uh, arguably a good guide but they're always going to be a bad ruler. Mm. I, I don't. Maybe maybe that doesn't exactly make sense. No, because you, I think you can you can gather information from your feelings, but um, but you can't gather all the whole story, and you can't gather you know right where it's leading you. Well, sometimes feelings, you, what we experience and what we feel, uh, can be deceptive. 
It, it could be revelatory of something true. It, I mean, in other words, they're not morally just indifferent. N- nothing really is. Right. You, you know, we like to think that that my emotions are... It would be too extreme to say my emotions are always right or my emotions are always wrong or erroneous or bad. Does that make sense? That, that would be too extreme. I think there's a little bit of that in that story. Yes, faith will lead you to safe ground. But feelings could be intermingled in that journey and not be always leading you off an edge or a cliff. The precipice is really a question of how much you've exalted those feelings against things like the Word of God, the counsel of other people, mm-hmm. uh, patience, right? I, I think the emotions can be deceptive in the heat of a moment when we're trying to make a decision and we become somewhat hasty or impulsive. And then we have, you know, later our conscience tr- troubles us and we, we regret having acted, trusting that feeling just, you know, too, too in depth. I mean, like too, you put too much stock in what that feels, feels like. I also think that, that, that sometimes uh, feeling bad is not that bad. I don't know if that makes sense, uh, if that's even something to entertain. One of the quotes that I, I uh, took from also the book is that uh, Christians often see, uh, Alistair Gross and, and Winston Smith write, Christians often see negative emotions, the ones that we would describe as feeling, quote, bad, as signs of spiritual failure. Um, he, go on to see, he goes on to say, you know, bad feelings aren't feelings from which we should run. They're feelings that we at times should engage because they might be an indicator. So that's one of the things that I, I you know, I would say. They, they talk about how anxiety is proof that you don't trust God. Well, n- n- not, not, not always. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a reason that sometimes we're concerned or have to, Or things like anger, right? Like a- anger can put you... Uh, on a good track sometimes when you need to chase down justice and truth. and uh, But at times, like in Ephesians 4.25, Paul says, In your anger do not sin, lest you give the devil a foothold. So at that point, he's not saying, he didn't say don't sin by becoming angry. He's saying, in your anger do not sin. It's just saying, hey, there's there's something volatile here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it reminds me, like, when you're talking about, like, how these things are, um, talking about, like, how these things are more complicated and, and like, emotions in and of themselves. Um, so, like, it reminds me of, like, something I struggle with, which is the fear of man, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like worrying, and I think we all, in some, in some degrees, struggle with that, but, like, worrying about, like, um, what other people are thinking about you and, and what, like how you're coming across to other people, that, that kind of stuff. Like you don't want to be completely dismissive of how other people think of you. That's not a Christian attitude, (laughs) right? That's (laughs) self-awareness, self-awareness. But, but at the same time, you don't want to have, you know, man be the ultimate, you know, arbiter of, of you or, or your, you know, so like it's, it's more complicated than, than just, you know, this is bad or this is good. It, it's it's you know I think we need to look back on scripture and and um, see what scripture has to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Can you think, John, of a time when emotions were running uh, high, like your your feelings were even those intrusive thoughts, right? The fear of man hmm. that that it just just they were intrusive thoughts that affected your outlook. Uh, maybe even you know things like your blood pressure. You know your ability to to rest well. You know that that's working, and you found comfort 
in and through the means of grace. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm. I'm... Or even a scripture, like you know, times that you have said, I, I, someone pointed you to the truth and the wisdom of God that helped you find some relief. Yeah, I mean, so like I personally struggle with a lot of feelings of like worthlessness and like and um and just like um like the idea that like I'm I'm completely like unacceptable and and that and that kind of thinking it it overwhelms me a lot and and, mm. and um and but but that's not at all what scripture says about me and so I'm constantly trying to remind myself that that when I feel utterly worthless and and weak and 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 complete failure, like I'm constantly trying to remind myself that I'm thinking about those things in the context of the world because I couldn't possibly be thinking about those things in the context of God and, and what His Word says about my value. I mean, even like I was reading Genesis, uh, yes, today or yesterday, and like even the very mere fact, and this is this is like. Um, you know, Christianity 101, but even the mere idea that God created man in his image, like, like that, that should point towards our worth and it, it, in our, in our value and, and, you know, what God thinks about us because he created us in his image. And, and so like, even things like that, for me, it oftentimes, the feelings and the, and the thoughts often go to, well, I am utterly you know, irredeemable and worthless. Mm-hmm. And like, if anybody, even more so, if anybody knew what was actually going on inside my head, they'd think I was a crazy person and, and, and a, reject and a, you and, and they reject me and they want, you. they yeah, would yeah. want to be as far away from me as possible. So like, I'm constantly trying to, um, bounce that off of what scripture says about me. And I should be doing more of, of that, of, of bouncing it up. Yeah, well, we were invited to hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against God. Uh, or, or or other people, um, I, I like to. I, I mean, my, some of my experience has been uh, on the on the opposite end of that spectrum, not, so to speak. Not the opposite, but one of my temptations is to is to feel, um, you know, self assured and pride and other things that you know, like I'm, I'm self confident. Like I feel, you know, I, I can feel very self confident, and that's you know. Just in the course of life and parenting and and pastoring and 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 just enc- <laughs> encountering my own limitations, there have been some distinct moments where I needed to be reminded of of who God is and what He says through the mouthpiece, mouthpiece of other people. So the the means of grace partly is the Word of God, also the people of God, the fellowship with the people of God. I distinctly remember one time. This is kind of a takeaway that you know the wisdom of my own wife was was just very tangible and, and, and appropriate. I remember feeling, um, you know, just, just beat down and overwhelmed, um, and, and feeling, you know, confused and weak. And I remember it, it, it inevitably, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, my emotions, you know, are sometimes are very easy to read, uh, others that's not right. Like, so there are people that struggle with pride and they're super shy and quiet. And there's people that mm-hmm. struggle with pride and they're super loud and obnoxious. And I'm more on that end of the spectrum, but it can be true of a lot of things, whether it's anxiety or anger or shame or guilt or feelings of discontent, all of those things can operate in any person at any stage, you know, of any, of any kind of, uh, socioeconomics or, Right, you know, you know what I mean. Like that, it's true. Well, I just distinctly remember going back to this encounter one day. I, I can just, I can tell you where I was standing. Mm-hmm. 
and in front of the refrigerator, and Krista looked at my countenance, and she could read it very easily. And she said to me, Troy, uh, you're feeling weak right now, aren't you? And I, re- I responded, uh, yes. I, it, almost like she read my mind, you know, and I said, yes. And then she looked at me and she said, Troy, do not despise that feeling. Do not despise it. Don't despise it. Interesting. Right. Now, you, you, you know, the, the way of the world so often is trust that feeling. Trust your feelings. Trust your gut. Trust your instincts. Roll with that. Do that. That's healthy. That's wise. That's good. But I think a more balanced approach, a biblical approach would be there's times when feelings, yes, are not to be trusted, but they're also not to be despised. And I think at that moment, Krista was trying to point me to the realities of, well, frankly, what Paul says, uh, let me pull it up, in 2 Corinthians 12. Because that's where Paul talks about how he, pl- he, he, he pled with the Lord three times that he would take away this thorn in his side. And he says, but the Lord said, uh, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That, that would be on a number of fronts pure wisdom to say to ourselves, to, to remember, to, to remind ourselves of, that his, his grace is sufficient even for that feeling of fill-in-the-blank. In my situation, it was weakness, and, uh, and I, a lot of us can relate to that. And it's so countercultural, the idea that we're supposed to boast yeah. in our weaknesses. Like, like the, the, what, what, what we're really um, conditioned to do is the opposite. Like, when we are feeling weak, uh, or first of all, we're not supposed to be feeling weak. Like, right. like we're supposed to be, you know... Um, taking everything on the chin and and just you know, strong, strong and, and, and bold and, and bold and 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 say what you mean and or whatever whatever be authentic John. be authentic John you need to be authentic to your feelings John right and, and that's so what like, they say you know you need to be true to your feelings yeah but we're not supposed to boast in our weaknesses we're we're supposed to hide them a yeah according to the world is obviously what I mean by this is we're supposed to either hide them. Or certainly not boast in them if we have any at all. So, like, I think that's super um, a countercultural and 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 b wise to to consider what what Paul was saying there that oh, yeah. boasting in our weaknesses and that 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 that's hard to do. Oh, it, it, we don't want to have it. It is because that it's pr- it's pressing you into the character uh, of God and His heart. I can't, God. I can't. I can't see your hand in this. I don't understand. In fact, it's quite a mystery to me. Um, sometimes I think that that's where we assume that if we're feeling something like, um, if we have an anxious thought or an anxious feeling, then we assume that you know, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not trusting God. You're like, well, God's not like God knows that you're in, encountering that. It's not. It's not the presence of that. Uh, that makes you unspiritual or the absence that makes you spiritual. It's what you do with that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we have to steward even our feelings and our sufferings is what Paul is saying in Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians 12. So what would it look like to steward the feeling of anxiety? What would it look like to steward that? 
What is also a good question, I think, sometimes is, what does it reveal? Like, instead of saying, why do I feel this way? Uh, oh, I know exactly why I feel this way, because look at my circumstances, look at my circumstances, look at my circumstances. And you're going to say, well, that's not a very deep question. A lot of people feel anxious when there's no money in their bank account. <laughs> or they've got a diagnosis, or they've been screamed at by their boss. You know, a lot of people have those feelings. It's just, what does it actually reveal about us? Sometimes. Like, I, like, I think it probably reveals how attached we are to certain things in, in, in many ways. Like, what brings it, I mean, not, I think it's important to, like, recognize that, like, not, certainly not all anxieties are, are even, you know, are bad or even sinful or anything like that. They're, they're not. But some of them, yeah, some of them can be. What is oh, your, what, if you're, if you're, if you're anxious about, uh, um, oh, yeah. your 401k every day of, you know, of your life, that might indicate there's some, um, mismatched priorities but but it's there are things that we are anxious about which are certainly not tied so it's it's like like everything in life it's it's a nuanced discussion yeah and this is this is this is kind of a good segue into a verse that i think is good to remind people of and it's a it's a common one that i have led people to and i have tried to to send you know to to you know, take my heart and, and meditate upon this reality. In First Peter 5, uh, Peter writes, hum, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that at the, the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Mm. He goes on to say, you know, resist him because we know that uh, and stand firm because we know that the same kind of sufferings are experienced by lots of people, and we can trust in the God of grace. So I think that that whole idea of casting my anxieties upon him would be the proper response. It's not to, to ignore them. It's not to obey them. That, those would be extremes. It would be to surrender those things over to God. And notice the warning, Right. The warning there is be watchful and sober-minded. So if you're experiencing emotions but you're sober-minded about it to the extent that you're able to trust in God, great. But we all know that sometimes that's when we're on the precipice of doing something foolish, right? If we are trusting feelings wholeheartedly and we're setting aside faith, we're setting aside the promises of God, furthermore, we're setting aside sometimes, I don't know if you, you know, when you... When emotions are extremely high, you know, and hot, let's say, we can do things that are dishonoring to God and hurt people. And so we only seek out counsel from people that are we know are going to be like-minded. Well, that's, like a, that, that, that's, a, that's a tangible thing. Part of casting my anxieties on the Lord is asking for people to pray for me. Like, I, if, I feel, if, if I feel overwhelmed with anxiety, there are people I just call up and say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Uh, please pray for me. Th- that's like a practical step. Same thing with anger, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right? Are they, di- are they different people that you call for the different things, or is it? No. Yes and no. I mean, I, here's just... my anger guy. Here's yeah, my yeah. anxiety guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that uh, one of the things that's helpful is, is is calling people that understand both your strengths and your weaknesses, and they they don't gain or lose anything by speaking the truth and love to you. This is why this is why relationships and the means of grace are so important. We are emotional beings. <laughs> we're we're fallen, sinful beings, and the the emotional part of our being is not part of the automatically sinful part of us. 
it, it is it's just a reflection i mean god god has emotions <laughs> you know i mean god god has anger god has compassion <laughs> you know you could go down a, a variety of, of of things he just does those things perfectly <laughs> without any uh you know without any corruption mm-hmm. I, I don't know at what point reminded of of your last com- comments that reminded me of this verse but um jesus is talking and, and this is luke uh, I think, yeah, he's talking, and he says, "Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you so that your faith may not fail, um, and when you turn again, strengthen your brothers." So I, trying to figure out at what point in your little in your when you were just talking that that reminded me, of, but the idea that like that Satan is indeed prowling and he's indeed looking to sift us like wheat and, and destroy us through our emotions. But what was, what was it that Jesus did in response to that? He prayed for him. So yeah. Jesus is, is, is intimately um, advocating. And, and advocating at the same time. At the same time. And um, that's a pretty special verse to me personally. And um, Well, there's a tenderness to that too. That, that Jesus has, even after Peter later is is a failure, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is it's 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 remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think for a lot of people in my life who are disciples of Jesus, um, you know, going back to the the fear of man for a moment, um, I had a, I had someone recently just confessed that they were so fearful of failure that they paralyzed and they ended up failing. <laughs> Literally, like this was a guy. I really respect the guy, but I had I I, I had asked him to fulfill a responsibility. Um, this was uh, in, in another part of of uh, of our presbytery in Connecticut. I was talking to a guy, and I asked him to to uh, uh, to head up this committee. And he and he was so fearful of failing, he confessed to me later that he just failed to act. Yeah, and just carried the ball down the field. And uh, and I felt for him. He was very contrite and. You know, he he confessed this is a you know this is a, this is an ongoing struggle for him. Um, so I mean, I wanted to you know it's, encourage him. I think we all kind of in, in many ways have stories like that where our, our fear of failure prevents us from me doing anything at all. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the other extreme, going back to your comment about the fact that we're living in spiritual warfare, means that again, going back to one of the earliest comments, that sometimes feelings can be deceptive. And that's exactly what Satan likes. Yes. He knows, as the father of lies, he's John 6, he's been lying from the beginning. It's his native tongue. He knows that if he can fuel some of those emotions to become desires and demands uh, that capture and and entice our hearts, then we can be in a very bad place. And I'll give you one example. Um, Relationships, problems, conflict. Everybody knows that you know, we covered this summer in Colossians three. He says, "If anyone have has a grievance against one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you." You know, another another word of wisdom on that, because when we feel offense or hurt or misunderstood or disappoint, you know, someone disappoints, people disappoint us. It's just not not a matter of if, it's when. When that happens, sometimes I think that anger. We don't ask the question, "Why am I angry?" We just say, oh, well, everybody knows why I'm angry because this is so unjust. But what does the anger reveal and where do I need to go with that? Because Satan wants you to take that anger and go right off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> like he wants it to rule you and govern you. And 
you know, you know, there's a there's a wonderful uh, article that years ago uh, one of my favorite counselors uh, wrote, David Pallison. He talked about the madness of anger, and he wasn't talking, you know, red face mad. He's talking like cuckoo mad, <laughs> like you lose your mind. There's times when you get so angry, and I know because I have been there. I have been there where my anger is so fever pitch. I don't think straight, and then that affects my relationships. Right, I, I look at people and I, I speculate. I fill in the gaps. I impugn their motives. I don't want to. I don't want to be patient, listen, and slow down. I just put them on the judgment seat. I just want. I want to. I want to. I, I just want to shower down, you know, wrath and justice uh, on them because I'm angry. That's where the wisdom again. This goes back to the whole dynamic of the relationship between what God calls us to, what Satan wants for us, and that emotion. Ephesians four. Um, this is one I memorized a long time ago. Ephesians 4, Paul writes and he says, um, do not let the sun go down on your anger. And then he says, lest you give the devil a foothold. And he even specifically says, in your anger, do not sin. But, but notice the notice the descriptor there. He didn't say, don't sin by being angry. Right. Right? He's saying, in your anger... You're now pushing right up against you're 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 treading out onto some thin ice when anger is is present. So he's saying, you know, don't let the sun go down in your anger. He's not he's not talking about internally. He's talking about interpersonally, relationally, that we should keep short accounts with people because that anger can grow into a root of bitterness that will trip us up and it'll give the enemy a foothold where he can Divide and detour people off of the, the the pathway of walking by faith. Yeah, I think you can with any emotion, not just anger. I think with any emotion, you can you can sin uh, with that emotion. You can mm-hmm. sin by you can sin in your misery. You can sin in your sadness, in in in, in your in your shame. All of these emotions, and that and that's that's more of the spectrum I'm on. Is 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 the you know in in wallowing in shame. You can sin with that, so so it's not it's not like any it's not like anger or is like the only emotion that could possibly cause you to sin. It's like mm. it. So I think that's an important distinction to make. And and so like ultimately, um, ultimately this, ultimately what was the somebody had this good quote uh, about. Like Satan is at his best when we have the magnifying glass turned right at our face and we're thinking about and doing thinking about ourselves and ourselves exclusively all the time. And so that can that can that can lead to righteous indignation for anger purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it can also lead to shame and misery and sadness. So so ultimately that magnifying glass is being turned on us. And ultimately, it's not being turned on either God or, or other people. So, yeah. so whenever that magnifying glass is high up in our face, there's there's um, sin that can come. From well, that's why we are supposed to live in community, and that's why we're part of why we're having this these podcasts in the first place. It's not so that we would just have a conversation uh, and learn things, but that we would press into community. Does that make sense? So I think where is it that I'm most likely to be deceived? Well, it's when I'm not when I am just looked in on myself. Like yeah. there's no one else that's giving any kind of voice, any kind of perspective, any kind of like balancing. That's where I go back to depression, which is something I didn't know next to anything about in my my human experience until I got close to forty. Mm-hmm. And 
And, and, and now I, I see how depression can also be, you know, manifest because of deception. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like you start beginning to, you, you begin to say things and believe things in a, in a, in a depressed and, and, and state of melancholy that you're like, I, I, nobody loves me. I, I'm, I'm never going to change. I can't improve. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. Going back to your, some of those, like, some of the some of those interpretations and 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 condemnations really upon ourselves. You need people in your life that go, you're 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 talking unhealthy. <laughs> you are you are introspective. You're you're not you got too much self awareness. You're, yeah. you're deceived. And uh, the problem, I mean, the problem with and as somebody who can speak to this directly, like the problem with those feelings, and I've even t- told you this, Troy. Like when you're going through those feelings and whatever they are, I I can't do anything right. I don't. I am I am worthless. I am this, that, and the other thing. You, the problem with the person suffering from those feelings, you can back them up with evidence. Like in your head, you can. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's not just a feeling. And this is you know people that have had depression and stuff will know this is that it's not just a feeling. It's a feeling backed by in some cases years and years of evidence. And so, like, even though that evidence is is incorrectly formulated in your head, it's still evidence. And so, like, this is part of the problem. You do need you do need people and community telling you, um, and this and telling you that no, well, your evidence is flawed, and, uh, and so that kind of stuff and that kind of thing. Well, and to counterbalance it with the Word of God, the character of God, correct, the gospel, the good news that in Christ God has done for us what we could not and would not do for ourselves. <laughs> he has redeemed us. He's called us by name. He has banner over us his love. And we are God's children. We once once were not, and now we have. So even the even the the sour sour circumstances of life in this world should be leave, it should leave us longing for another place, a better place, a place that is yet to come. A, a good a good uh, a good analogy that's kind of stuck with me uh, recently. One of our elders at church, Mark Rivers, uh, was helping me kind of process some emotions. And he said to me, I like to think of him sometimes as um, nausea. Like when you experience nausea, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's pretty debilitating. Like you're, you're just thinking to yourself, oh, my stars. Like you, when you have a, a serious bout of nausea, you're just like, I can't think about anything. <laughs> I cannot think about anything right. else. It, is, it can be like, I just want this to go away. I just want this to go away. I just want this to go away. And... Yeah, there's probably a place for why it's wise to distract yourselves and, like, stand up, change settings, be around people, like, force yourself outward. But the hope of that, that, that nausea is that we all know it'll eventually go away. And that's kind of the takeaway that Mark was giving me. And it gave me some hope because you're just like, I want out of here. I don't like this, this feeling. And you can pray for relief and ask God to, to deliver you. But he may have you there for a reason. Correct. And we will never know that reason. Well, sometimes. sometimes yeah. And sometimes we don't. That's why Isaiah 55 says, someone asked me recently, does God have thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, I already talked about earlier that God has feelings. They're, they're perfect feelings, not imperfect feelings. Uh, but God has thoughts. And Isaiah 55 says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. Seek the Lord. Trust him. But it just means I have to live in the mystery. I have to say, and and I think there's hope that 
even when I feel bad, that God could surprise me with joy tomorrow. Correct. Just live for today. Live, live, live one day at a time, and then I can say, okay, I, I don't like the way I feel today, but I don't need to despair about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Matthew 6, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. That's, you know, again, in the context of things like worry. Mm-hmm. John, what was the book again? Let's remind people. Untangling Emotions is the yeah. name of the book. It's by Alistair Groves, who yeah, I actually used to go Smith. to church with. Uh, yeah. Um, wonderful, wonderful guy. He's a he's a trusted uh, biblical counselor and author. Uh, so, if this has been helpful to you guys, uh, then that would be a great uh, a great resource, a, a great book to to uh, to purchase. And definitely let me know if you do decide to purchase it, because I could use some. Uh, uh, um, encouragement to continue. So I have read about half, but I, I probably should read the other half. So if you do decide to listen or uh, read it, let me know so I can get back on that train. And um, you can guilt John. You can guilt trip me into reading a book about guilt uh, and emotions. No. Um, well, uh, I think, like as we said, next time we're going to have uh, Derek on to share his testimony. So um, definitely. Um, tune into that uh this has been um another episode and we um thanks for listening to grace unfolding folks thanks for listening guys